0: Welcome to Nightfall Narratives, the podcast that goes where shadows and stories intersect to explore the eerie and enigmatic. Join us as we journey into the heart of the unknown, immersing ourselves in tales of suspense and terror. In each episode, we'll either read a spine tingling tale or we'll take a closer look at the art of writing, unraveling the mysteries of storycraft that make such tales so eerily effective. So, Sit back, relax, and feel the embrace of the mysterious as we embark on this journey into the heart of the night. Welcome back, dear listeners, yet again to another episode of Nightfall Narratives with me, your nightly narrator, R. Douglas Patton. In today's episode, we'll discuss and analyze The Cask of Amontillado by Edgar Allan Poe with a specific focus on the concept of the revenge tale. Now, we've encountered this kind of tale before, when months ago we previously read Hopfrog, also by Edgar Allan Poe. However, within that story, we focused on the archetype of the trickster, and for good reason. Now, the cask of Montiliato also has a trickster archetype tied within it, but the predominant theme of this story is the revenge tale, and so that's what we'll focus on here today. Now... Let's delve into Edgar Allan Poe's classic tale, The Cask of Amontillado, and explore the concept of the revenge tale, both psychologically and from a literary perspective. This story is a true masterpiece of gothic literature, known for its dark and chilling narrative. From a psychological standpoint, this story has five main layers that unfold in the tale. We have Montresor's motivation, deception and manipulation, sadistic pleasure, the unreliable narrator, and the burden of guilt. So, firstly, Montresor's motivation. At the core of the story is the psychological motivation driving Montresor's actions. He has nursed a grudge against Fortunato for an unspecified insult, and this deep-seated anger fuels his desire for revenge. This taps into a fundamental aspect of human psychology, the need for vindication when one feels wronged or humiliated. Montresor's obsession with revenge highlights how such emotions can fester and consume a person's thoughts over time. Next we have deception and manipulation. Montresor's ability to manipulate Fortunato into the catacomb is a prime example of psychological manipulation. He preys on Fortunato's pride as a wine connoisseur, exploiting his ego to lead him into the trap. This aspect of the story underscores how revenge often involves a psychological chess game, where the Avenger seeks to control and manipulate their victim. Then we have Sadistic Pleasure. As the story unfolds, we witness Montresor deriving a dark, sadistic pleasure from Fortunato's suffering. He takes delight in seeing his victim's fear and panic, even going so far as to taunt him as the walls close in. This taps into the unsettling aspect of human psychology, where some individuals can find satisfaction in the suffering of others, particularly when seeking revenge. And then we have the unreliable narrator. Montresor narrates the story himself, making him an unreliable narrator. This adds a layer of psychological complexity to the tale. It's unclear whether the events occur exactly as he describes them, or if they are distorted by his own psyche. This element of unreliable narration invites readers to question Montresor's mental state and the validity of his perspective. And finally, there's the burden of guilt. This is the last layer of psychology within the story. The story concludes with Montresor confessing his crime after many years, revealing that he has been haunted by guilt. This showcases the psychological consequences of seeking revenge. Even though Montresor successfully enacted his plan the weight of his actions has taken a toll on his conscience. It highlights the notion that vengeance can carry a heavy psychological burden for both the Avenger and the victim. In essence, The Cask of Amontillado is a psychological exploration of the complex emotions and motivations that drive revenge. It delves into themes of anger, manipulation, sadism, guilt, and the enduring psychological impact of seeking retribution and Edgar Allan Poe's masterful storytelling invites readers to peer into the minds of its characters, offering a glimpse into the dark and intricate aspects of human psychology within the framework of a compelling revenge tale. From a literary standpoint, *A Montillado* is a literary gym that brilliantly showcases the elements of a classic revenge tale, and will focus on the five literary structures used by Poe for this chilling tale, and they are plot and structure, atmosphere and setting, Irony, symbolism, and psychological depth. So, first and foremost, we have the plot and structure. The story follows a classic revenge narrative arc. Montresor, the protagonist, is nursing a long held grudge against Fortunato, the antagonist. As the plot unfolds during a carnival in Italy, Montresor lures Fortunato into the catacombs beneath his palazzo, where he seals him behind a wall to die. The plot is meticulously structured, with a clear setup rising action, climax, and resolution, creating a suspenseful and satisfying narrative. And then we have Atmosphere and Setting. The story's setting, the dark and eerie catacombs, serves as a metaphor for the sinister nature of Montresor's revenge. Poe masterfully employs gothic elements to create an oppressive atmosphere that adds to the sense of impending doom. And the catacombs' dampness, the jingling bells of Fortunato's jester attire, and the motif of Montresor's family motto, Nemo me impune la quesit, or No one insults me with impunity, all contribute to the story's eerie ambiance. And then we have irony. Irony is a key literary device that Poe employs. Throughout the story, readers are privy to Montresor's true intentions, while Fortunato remains oblivious. This dramatic irony adds depth to the narrative, Increasing the reader's engagement and creating a sense of dread as Fortunato unknowingly walks into his own fate. Then we have symbolism. The cask of Amontillado, a rare wine, serves as a powerful symbol. On the surface, it's the bait Montresor uses to lure Fortunato into the catacombs. However, it also symbolizes the deceptive and deadly nature of Montresor's revenge. It's as if Fortunato is enticed by his own downfall, a metaphorical cask of destruction. And then finally we have Psychological Depth. The story offers a glimpse into the psychology of revenge. Montresor's obsession with vengeance and the elaborate planning he undertakes reveal the depths to which one can sink when consumed by thoughts of retribution. His narration of the events, particularly the confession at the end, adds a layer of psychological complexity to the tale, leaving readers to question his mental state and his motivations. So, in summary, The Cask of Amontillado is a literary masterpiece that masterfully weaves together elements of the revenge tale genre. Through its carefully crafted plot, atmospheric setting, dramatic irony, symbolism, and psychological depth, Poe creates a story that not only entertains but also prompts reflection on the darker aspects of human nature, as well as the consequences of seeking revenge. It remains a quintessential example of a revenge narrative in literature, captivating readers with its timeless themes and literary craftsmanship. So now, let's go ahead and take a peek under the hood of the psychology behind revenge, and take a look at its natural consequence, the burden of guilt. Revenge is a powerful and complex emotion that often stems from feelings of anger, humiliation, or a perceived injustice. And I do say perceived, because not all injustices are actual. When someone feels wronged, their natural instinct might be to seek retribution as a way to restore a sense of justice and balance. And it can provide a fleeting sense of satisfaction as well as vindication, a feeling of getting even with the person who has harmed them. In some cases, revenge can be driven by a desire to regain a sense of control or power, especially if the person seeking revenge feels powerless in the face of the perceived wrong. However, revenge is a double-edged sword. Keep this in mind. While it may temporarily provide a sense of gratification that is very fleeting, it can also have profound psychological consequences as well. Engaging in vengeful acts can lead to a cycle of hostility and conflict, perpetuating negative emotions and potentially damaging relationships. It can even damage generations, as like in Romeo and Juliet, for example, where the two families have a long history of retribution and vindication and vengeance against each other. Moreover, the pursuit of revenge can consume a person's thoughts and energy, leading to a preoccupation with negative feelings and actions that may not bring the expected closure or satisfaction. On the flip side, When someone takes revenge, they often carry a heavy burden of guilt. Guilt is the feeling of responsibility or remorse for a wrongdoing or harm caused to others. In the context of revenge, the guilt may stem from the realization that one has deliberately harmed or inflicted suffering on another person. This burden of guilt can have a profound impact on an individual's mental and emotional well-being. Guilt can manifest in many various ways— including feelings of shame, self-blame, and regret. It can be particularly distressing when the person seeking revenge later realizes that their actions did not bring the closure or satisfaction they had hoped for. And in many cases, the weight of guilt can become a long-lasting psychological burden, affecting a person's self-esteem, mental health, and interpersonal relationships. It's worth noting that the burden of guilt can be even more profound When revenge is taken through extreme or harmful actions, as depicted in stories like The Cask of Amontillado, the realization of the severity of one's actions can lead to a deep sense of remorse as well as inner turmoil that stays with them the remainder of their days. In conclusion, revenge and the burden of guilt are both intimately connected in the realm of human psychology. While revenge may initially offer a sense of satisfaction and justice, it often comes with a very steep psychological cost. The burden of guilt can weigh heavily on an individual's conscience, affecting their mental and emotional well-being. It serves as a cautionary reminder of the complex and often damaging interplay between the desire for revenge and the emotional consequences that follow. So, now let's talk about how to use the concept of revenge in writing your own stories. Writing a horror story with a revenge theme can be incredibly gripping and emotionally charged, and here are some instructional tips for us as writers looking to utilize the revenge story in our horror writing. And for us here now, I have ten different tips to share. We have 1. Developing a compelling motivation. 2. Building complex characters. 3. Establish a vivid setting. 4. Build suspense gradually. 5. Employ psychological horror. 6. Create twists and turns. 7. Use symbolism and metaphor. 8. Explore moral ambiguity. 9. Craft a memorable climax. And 10. Reflect on consequences. So, let's go back. 1. Develop a compelling motivation. To create a gripping revenge story, start by crafting a compelling motivation for the character seeking revenge. The more deeply readers can empathize with the protagonist's reason for seeking vengeance, the more invested they will be in the story's outcome. Consider exploring themes like betrayal, injustice, or personal loss as powerful motivators. Number 2. Build complex characters. Well-developed characters are an essential in horror stories and this holds true for revenge tales create characters with depth flaws and relatable qualities your readers should be able to understand the motivations of both the avenger and the target of revenge this complexity adds layers to the narrative and keeps readers engaged number three establish a vivid setting horror stories often benefit from atmospheric settings. Whether it's a decrepit mansion, a haunted forest, or an eerie small town, the setting should enhance the tension and dread. Consider how the setting can mirror the emotional turmoil of your characters, and contribute to the overall atmosphere of the story. Number 4. Build Suspense Gradually Horror thrives on suspense and anticipation. Instead of jumping right into the revenge plot, build tension gradually. Use foreshadowing, eerie hints, and unsettling occurrences to keep readers on the edge of their seats. Make them fear what's lurking around the corner. Number 5. Employ psychological horror. Revenge stories often delve into the psychological aspects of the characters, so explore the mental toll that seeking revenge takes on both the Avenger as well as the target. Internal struggles, guilt, and paranoia can heighten the horror element and make the story more psychologically unsettling. Number 6. Create twists and turns Don't be afraid to surprise your readers with unexpected twists and turns. Horror stories benefit from keeping readers guessing and on their toes. Subvert their expectations and challenge their assumptions to create a sense of unpredictability. Number 7. Use symbolism and metaphor Employ symbolism and metaphor to add depth to your revenge tale. Symbolic elements can represent the emotional or psychological themes of the story. For example, objects or locations could symbolize the Avengers' inner turmoil or the consequences of revenge. Number 8. Explore moral ambiguity. One of the intriguing aspects of revenge stories is the moral ambiguity they often contain. So delve into the gray areas of right and wrong, and consider the ethical dilemmas faced by your characters. This can add depth and complexity to your narrative, and keep the story flowing in a very gripping nature. Number 9. Craft a memorable climax. The climax of a horror revenge story should be intense and memorable. This is where the tension reaches its peak, and the revenge plot unfolds, Make it a moment that readers won't forget, with high stakes and a firm sense of dread. And finally, number ten, reflect on consequences. Horror stories often leave readers with lingering questions and a sense of unease. Reflect on the consequences of revenge in your story. What are the lasting effects on the characters and the world you've created? Consider leaving some aspects unresolved to leave a haunting impression. So... Remember that horror and revenge stories are about evoking strong emotions and making readers reflect on the darker aspects of human nature. By carefully crafting your characters, plot, and atmosphere, you can create a chilling and thought provoking tale that lingers in the minds of your readers long after they've turned the last page. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Nightfall Narratives. Remember to keep your mind curious and your eyes open and be ready for anything as you enhance your storycraft. I'm your Nightfall narrator, R. Douglas Patton, signing off. As the shadows lengthen and the night falls, we come to the end of another episode of Nightfall Narratives. We hope you found our exploration of dark and mysterious storytelling and the art of writing thought-provoking and haunting. Remember, The stories we tell have the power to both chill us to the bone and inspire us to create our own. Join us again for our next episode, and until then, keep your eyes open and your mind curious, for anything is possible.